sometimes I, I get a little weary traveling this You're listening to the Egypt Pentecostal broadcast. We pray that something is said in song or message uh, that is a blessing to you. Our church times are 6 o'clock Sunday evening and 7 o'clock Wednesday night. Our motto is, if you're looking for a church, we're looking for you. May God bless you. Then King David sent and set him 
out of the house of Machar and said unto Amiel from Lodabar. Help me with these words. Now when Mephibosheth, did I say that? The son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was the son unto David. He fell on his face, and he did reverence. And, and, and David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness before Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat from my, from my table continually. Now look at the confidence. You, you was talking about some of this. Chris was and how, how rough a year we've had but look at the confidence that Mephibosheth had in himself which was hardly any and, behold, and, he, and he Bible says he bowed himself and he said what is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a, such a dead dog as I am you ever felt that way before that's pretty low ain't it pretty low I'm going to skip on down I'll read here towards the end uh, verse 10 says, And therefore thy sons and thy servants, they shall till the land for him, for thou shalt bring in the fruits, and the master's son, that they may feed, the, 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 they have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread all my, all, shall eat bread all way at my table. Now Ziba was, had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba unto the king according then said Ziba unto the king according to all the all the, the my lord the king hath commanded his servant shall thy servant do and Mephibosheth said he shall eat of my table as one of the king's sons and read down to verse thirteen and so Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem and that's what he said he did eat continually at the king's table but the Bible says he was lame on both. How many knows that we all have struggles, like Brother Chris was saying already? And I'm not up here to preach you a gloom and doom message, uh, but but I, I don't real I don't think sometimes we realize the position that we are in as Christians. Kind of like Mephibosheth here, he was basically had. If you can read into this, he has the royal blood flowing through his veins. Can you say, man? He has everything that he needs flowing through his veins, but he don't realize the shape or the position that he needs to be in. You say, man, he's accepted where he's at. He's lame, if you want to call it that way. Maybe you're lame spiritually. Maybe you're sick spiritually. I'm just going to go ahead and call it that way. And you feel like you're of no use. You say, man, you feel like God can't help you. God can't use you. But you don't realize Mephibosheth's dad was Jonathan and his papa was Saul. You say, man. So there was no escaping who he really was. You say, man. So a lot of times we can look at ourselves and see what's going on in ourselves. And if we are truly born again, can you say amen, saved by the grace of God, got that royal blood flowing through our veins also, can you say amen, we have every right to the, to the, to the table of God, can you say amen. But I, but, I, but I look at this and I look at what Mephibosheth was going on and what he was doing. He was beat down. He was discouraged a whole lot like what we was. He basically had, had settled into his position in life and thought, man, that's all it's ever going to be, can you say amen. And a lot of times we get saved and satisfied and sitting in our seats. Can you say, man? And we just realize that's all it's ever going to be. I'm not going to shout anymore. I'm not going to run anymore. I'm just going to show up some every once in a while. Can you say, man, to church every once in a while and look for just a little bit of food. Can you say, man? And I preached. I, mean, I think I may have preached a little bit this year one time. And I was talking about crumbs. And I, I was thinking, man, a crumb ain't a whole lot, but a crumb's a whole lot if that's all you got. Can you say, man? And I, I, I'm, what do you mean by a crumb, preacher? And I, what I'm 
mean by a crumb is some of you tonight come searching for something yourself. You say, man, maybe you're lame spiritually. Maybe you're crippled the way Mephibosheth was physically. You say, man, he was needing somebody. And all of a sudden one day David called for him. He hollered at him and said, David, the king's wanting to, they're needing to talk to you. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And he said, what would anybody want with an old dog like me? I'm just a nobody. I'm just a cripple. I'm no use. But realize, Mephibosheth, you don't understand what kind of blood flows through your veins. You're an heir to the king. You say, man, and that's the way we are today. You don't, maybe I don't, I don't think a lot of us, we live below the privilege where we need to be. You say, man, and I'm not saying Christians should go around high and mighty and with their nose stuck up in the air and all that, but we need to realize that we're saved by the grace of God. A lot of us tonight are filled with the Holy Ghost. You say, man, and I'm not saying we should go around boasting on this and that, but I'm saying we ought to boast on where God has brought us from. That's what I want to talk to you a little bit about tonight of going of going from rags to riches. You say, man, and that's what a lot of us is tonight. And that little song kept coming to me. I believe it's a Brother Fox's mommy sings it. I think she sings it. I used to help me sing it down at the jail. And I'm not exactly how it goes. Basically, it's the orphan song. It says, once my clothes was ragged. Is that the way it goes? But it goes on to say that I'm no longer an orphan. I've finally been set free. You say, man. And we didn't have anything to give to God when we come to him. You say, man, I didn't have anything to offer. I had a lot of bad habits. Had a lot of bad hangups. If you want to call me lame or I was sick spiritually, you say, man, I needed help from God. So God didn't save me to do this for me or that for me. He just saved me because, you know, the Bible says that while we was yet sinners, that Jesus still died for us. You say, man, he had a purpose and a drive and a place for us. You say, man, but I'm saying a lot of us tonight, we was living in the rags. They sang us cold up here every once in a while about two coats. And I mean, those we have to take off the old coat and we have to put on the new coat. You say, man, who can do that? Nobody but Jesus can do that. You say, man, but Mephibosheth, I get trouble with my names here. He, he was basically beaten down. And sometimes we are like that coming into services like this tonight, coming in through another year. We've had a rough year. Everything is, a lot of things have went wrong. We've had a lot of struggles. We've had a lot of trials. But you know what? You're still saved. You say, man, I'm still sitting in the house of God. I'm still filled with the Holy Ghost. I still got a zeal and a fire to run this race that is set out before me. There's a lot of places you could have chose to be been, but you chose to come to the house of God tonight. And I say that to applaud you tonight, to give you a pat on the back tonight. There's times this year that you could have gave up. There's times you could have waved the white flag and said, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm going to close up that old black book. I'm just going to go to the house. Ain't nobody cares anymore. Ain't nobody listens anymore. Ain't nobody wants to hear you sing anymore. Ain't nobody wants to hear you preach anymore. But you know what? There was something down inside of your soul. It's called the blood of Jesus Christ, of those that are truly saved tonight. And I can see Mephibosheth when they called him up there, thinking himself as an old, dirty, dead dog, thinking he was useless. He was bound. Probably had his head hanging down. He was discouraged. He was crippled. He couldn't even walk, the Bible says. A lot of times we get like that spiritually. We're just a dragon in here and a dragon in there. Can't make any room. Can't make any effort. It's like we're going backwards more than we're going forward. Can I say amen to that? But I'm saying tonight there's something down inside of you that has you tied to that cross of Calvary. And that is you taking that for that day that you went. You have to take the devil back and show him where you prayed at. You say, man, I don't know if it's in a field or if it's in a church house but sometimes we have 
said, you know, the devil don't care that you're saved tonight. The devil don't care that you that you got your name wrote down in the Lamb's Book of Life tonight. He can care less as you're sitting here. In fact, you know what he wants to do? He wants to sow doubt and fear and unbelief in your mind right here tonight to try to discourage you, to tell you that you can't go on, to tell you to look back at your past. You've done this and you've done that. You've got all this stuff hanging over you. But if the blood of Jesus has covered it, honey, then I figured that's good enough. You say, man, let Jesus cover the sins of the world and your past. But you know what? That was what we was one time. We was living in, in poverty, if you want to say it that way. We was in the dumps, if you want to say it that way. But all of a sudden, we got a call from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he come to us. And that's the way that I felt. I felt a whole lot like my Mephibosheth right here. I felt like a dog. I felt like I wasn't good enough to be saved. I still feel like that sometimes. I'm not even worthy to even speak his name. I'm not even worthy to walk into a church house. But some way, somehow, by his marvelous grace and his mercy, he took time and knocked on this old boy's heart's door. And you know what I done? I crawled in to an old-time altar. And you know what happened? I got hooked up. I got I got hooked up. My father owns a cattle of a thousand hills. And he owns a cattle too, honey. I'm telling you tonight, there's a king and a blood that is flowing through your veins right here tonight. And I'm tired of God's people looking like they can't go on. We can go on. With the help and the mercy and the grace of God tonight, we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And if you're saved tonight, you've got a testimony. You don't understand the Mephibosheth. Jonathan was your daddy. <laughs> King Saul was your papa. David wants to bless you. He wants to give you your land back to you. He just wants to bless somebody. Go find me somebody in that family, the Bible says. Just find me somebody in that family. You know what? You're in the family tonight. You're in the family tonight. You're in the family tonight. If you've took time in your life to pray for God's help, if you've took time to have your sins cast as far as the east is to the west, to never be remembered again, and had your name wrote down in that marvelous Lamb's book of life, then, honey, you've got a right to do what God has called you to do. You have a purpose in your life. You have to have something down inside of you that God's got a plan for each and every single one of you. Wouldn't you feel the same way? And a lot of times that's what we do. We'll saved. We'll run way out ahead. You know how it was when you first got saved, don't you? Lord, I'd have fit every devil got in my way. Amen. I ask everybody in the world to church, come on now. Come on, I tried to go to church. I go night after night. Now I struggle finding myself crawling in over here every once in a while. Come on now. I'm talking to somebody. 
Come on. I'd go to every revival. I'd go to every chance I could. But seem like some way I've been crippled. I've been crippled along this way. I feel useless. I feel like God can't use me anymore. You know what? You're going back on your past. I'm saying your past is behind you. Cover it up. Let the blood of Jesus cover it. It's time that you got your eyes on the prize tonight. It's time. The Bible says that he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. And I'm saying tonight, we don't have time. Like I say here many times, we need to be like an old mule. They put binders on an old mule. One side and one on the other side. We need to quit looking to the right. We need to quit looking to the left. And we sure need to quit looking behind us because there ain't nothing back there but pain and sorrow and suffering and all the wrongs in my life and the wrongs in your life. And we need to have a focus on a driven purpose to make it to heaven, to hear those words. Enter him, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. But a lot of times we get sad tracks. A lot of times we pull the binders down and look to the right and look to the left. I'm no good. I ain't worth this and I ain't worth that. Yes, all righteous ain't nothing but filthy rags, but you have royal blood flowing through your veins, whether you know that or not. Whether you never sang a song again in church, you're still saved. Come on. Whether you, whether you preach one more time or a 5,000 more times, you're still saved. Come on. You're not following me tonight, are you? Come on now. I don't want you to be like my Mephibosheth and think you ain't worth nothing. There's something flowing inside of you. If you made that a trip to the altar and had took the time to pray and asked Jesus to save you, you have every right. You have every plan. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a thing for you to do. But you can't walk around like my Mephibosheth and act like you're crippled and you're not worthy. I come to tell you the blood of Jesus Christ makes you worthy. A crumb. A crumb. What do you mean in a crumb, preacher? How many's ever, how many's ever come to church needing a crumb? Spiritually, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Hey, sometimes I felt like I had to get in the floor to start looking. find a, a speck or something. But you know what? If I'm hungry enough, I'll get down and look for it. You say, man, if I, I'll be like an old beagle dog trying to find a check in a loose. I'll search and I'll search. I'll search and I'll search. It says that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, it don't say you might be filled. It says you shall be filled. You know what our problem is? We quit searching. We don't knock. It says to knock and it shall be opened. To seek and you shall find. To ask and it shall be given unto you. I'm saying tonight, if you get hungry enough spiritually, you'll go after it. I'm saying tonight, why are we wilting away? Why are we getting dry? Why are we empty? Why are we barely making it from day to day? Because you've quit searching for the crumbs. What do you mean? You can find a crumb in a song. You ever just get in your vehicle and I can't even get up. I'm just going to stay here all night. 
You ever get in a vehicle and barely having one of those days where you're barely getting by and there's just a verse in that song or something in that song and it comes right through that radio and it comes right down in that heart. Yes, that trouble may be still there, but there's help there. You say, man, that's what I'm talking about tonight. I'm saying you can get a crumb in the preached word tonight. You can get a crumb in somebody's testimony. You can get a crumb in somebody coming and prophesying sign to you. Amen. I'm saying tonight, if you get hungry enough, you'll search after what you need. I'm saying tonight, we need to look for the crumbs. The Bible says, was it Lazarus? Help me now. I'm just, I'm just skipping around. The Bible says the rich man fared sumptuously every day. Purple and fine linen. Had everything Oh, Lazarus. He was just had sores on him. Dogs was licking on him. Come on now. He's kind of like Mephibosheth. Come on now. He's just looking for something to fall. Just, just wanting a crumb to fall off the rich man's table. He's just wanting anything, Chris, to get him to survive, to get him through the next day, through the next hour. Just anything. He was hungry. He was starving. And that's the way that we are spiritually. We're sitting and begging and pleading for God's help, for God's deliverance, for God to show up. And all of a sudden, if you we've got to have a drive about us. And a hunger about us. You say, man, we've settled like Mephibosheth thinking uh, that we're handicapped spiritually. Uh, we're crippled spiritually. Uh, we're no good. We're of no use. Uh, and we just, uh, we're just sitting here by the wayside begging. Come on, we're, we're seat warmers, what Johnny said. Woo. We're, we're saved and satisfied. I ain't shouted in 20 years. Come on now. I ain't felt the Lord move on me. Oh, it's been it's been years. Come on now. That ain't nobody's fault but yourn. You're like Mephibosheth. You're getting handicapped. You're just sitting there. You've given up. You've accepted your position. It's always going to be this way. I'm always going to be crippled. I'm always going to be handicapped. I'm always just going to be in this position. But one day, old King David gives him a holler. Hey, I've got a position for you. I've got a place for you. You're Jonathan's boy. You're Saul's grandson. You know what? You're not going to live on the crumbs of this world anymore. I'm going to pull up a big ham at my table. A big piece of chicken. A big piece of turkey. I'm going to pull up Mephibosheth and set him right up at the king's table. And that's what I'm trying to tell you here tonight. There's a position for you at God's table, but you're never going to get it. Setting the same place Mephibosheth is, being handicapped and satisfied with the condition that you're in. I'm not, I'm not satisfied where I'm at. How's that? Well, what do you mean? You're a preacher. From rags to riches. I can live on the crumbs. Come on. A crumb from heaven's a whole lot better than a crumb from anywhere else. 
but there's more. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Come on, Daniel. <laughs> a crumb's all right, but that's all you got. <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting a little bit of crumb, and we're taking that crumb for one month and two months and three months, and we're starving to death, but we don't realize it because there's more. What do you mean? I'm saying to those that are saved tonight, those that are washed by the blood of Jesus tonight, I'm saying there's a deeper deal. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you're satisfied. Yes, you got your name wrote down in the Lamb's Book of Life, but there's more. There's a dip in this. There's a baptism of the Holy Ghost. It has come to those that believe. He said he would give the Holy Ghost to them that believe. If you're a believer tonight, you're a candidate tonight to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, the crumbs are fine. The crumbs will get you by. But I'm saying tonight, there's a deeper dip than just living on the crumbs. Don't let, don't, I don't mean to say that. I don't mean to. I don't mean to sound like being saved is just a crumb because it's not. It's great, but there's more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to. I don't mean to throw off on being saved by the grace of God because it's the greatest thing that can happen to mankind. But there's a little bit of a, of a deeper deal. Woo! Do you feel that? And I'm coming to tell you if you walk. They told me a long time ago if you keep walking around the edges of the bank, you just keep walking around the Metro Pentecostal and homeless people. Sooner or later, you'll fall in. And when you fall in, you won't have to ask anybody else. I won't have to ask the preacher. I'll know for myself. I'll know there's more. And that's what what happened to Mephibosheth. He'd lived in poverty all those years. He'd been living on the crumbs. But he got the call one day. And he got his rightful position. And God has a position for you. But if you're going to sit there and live in poverty, come on now, on the crumbs of this world, you're never going to reach where God wants you to go. Bible says, for you are bought with a price. It says, therefore glorify God in your body, which is in, in your spirit, which are God's. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your Once my clothes were ragged, the world, I'm not starting to figure that song out. The world looked down on me. I don't know how it goes after that. I'm no longer an orphan. I'm no longer like my Phibosheth. I'm no longer crippled. I'm no longer sitting in the hog pen, in the stank, in the muck, in the mire of this world because God called me out the same way my Phibosheth got called out. And I got a position. It's not just an ordinary position. It's around the king's table. And the Bible said my Phibosheth did eat continually. And I've come to tell you tonight that you can eat from the Father's table continually. Day by day, day by day, hour after hour, second after second. But it's left up to you to get sick and tired of living on the crumbs. He gave me joy and happiness. 